David W. Marx's new book, Status and Culture, How Our Desire for Social Rank Creates Taste, Identity, Art, Fashion and Constant Change, has one of those clever titles that does such a great job of synopsis, you might wonder, what's the point of saying any more about it? Never mind reading it. Thing is, The Hollywood Reporter reports that this book can be found sitting atop many a creative executive's nightstand, which is to say, high-status people are reading it, which in turn means that any of us middle or low-status people with ambitions need to read it too, lest we lose status. Pretty soon, Mr. Marx has an influential bestseller, right up until the moment when, reading the cues, everybody scrambles for a new nightstand filler. And that, in a nutshell, is the mechanism Marx writes about, how artefacts like his book, and indeed other books, not to mention paintings and pants, movies and makeup, cars, haircuts and music, get shaped and deployed in our never-ending struggle to be thought well of by the others. Culturefile spoke to David Marks from his home in Tokyo, nice, about status and culture and taste and identity and art and fashion. I, I think the word status is often misused to simply mean when one person attempts to demonstrate their superiority over others. And we think about the effects of status on culture going back to Thorstein Veblen, about rich people showing off that they are rich by buying expensive things. Or if you think about a middle-class person in a middle-class neighborhood where everyone drives a Toyota Camry, buying a Mercedes-Benz in order to look superior to other people. But status is much deeper than that. And in the book, what I'm trying to look at is what are all the effects of status on culture, if you think about status in its broadest sense, which is that we are all inside of some sort of hierarchy that is informal uh, in our families, at school, at work. And in these groups, we have our position and we get certain benefits and we'd like to move up. At the same time, we'd like to protect our current position and not fall uh, to have low status, which would take away things from us. And these groups themselves there is a hierarchy of hierarchies in society. And so these groups also battle other groups to try to go up the hierarchy and get more of the resources of society. And so if you look at what that does for individuals and how we base our identities uh, from this process, but also how these groups battle out and create new cultural conventions uh, based on the values that they have inside of their groups and in, in order to struggle against other groups for status, you can kind of explain most of what is going on inside of culture. But the most important lesson is simply that status is inescapable and that, you know, everything we do, every uh, thing we purchase has some sort of status component to it. And it can most definitely be read by other people uh, for judgments of the status that we have. The most positive uh, side effect or you know, byproduct of that big broiling uh, contest uh, are cultural artifacts themselves. What is very important is that culture obviously has great value to us that goes beyond status signaling. And by no means do I believe that art and culture and music and entertainment and all of these things are simply only for status signaling. The thing is, however, that the creation of lots of culture comes from groups trying to create identities for themselves that are distinct, trying to one-up other groups by creating something new or devaluing the other people's possessions and culture uh, by innovating. There is this somewhat negative motivation often for the creation of culture. 
there is a demand for aspirational goods because people want to not only go up in status rankings, but also if their peers are all going up to join them. And so all of this has greatly contributed to a flourishing of cultural artifacts in society. And we do live in a world of incredible diversity of these artifacts. I'm quite torn by this because, you know, what's really important, if you've, every, if you've heard everything I've said so far, you could most easily believe that I think status is a wonderful thing. And status is based on inequalities. It is fundamentally hierarchical and there are some inequalities that we're okay with, which, you know, on a sports team, but obviously things like racism and sexism are, are massive status problems that we're still dealing with. So I don't believe status is good, but I do believe that you can't ignore the role that status competition has played in the flourishing of cultural artifacts in society. One of the arguments I was having with myself reading your book is that every time I sort of think of some sort of transcendental value of something, I hear one of your arguments about how that has a, a status plea of, of one sort or another. What are the things that are, that are outside status that you value in art? Let's look at art, and this is what I argue in the book. There are some artists who want to be artists for the social status of being an artist. Because if you are a famed artist, it is one of the highest social positions uh, that we have. So someone like Picasso is as legendary as Einstein, and that is an incentive. But I don't believe it's an incentive for all artists. I believe that artists can have absolutely pure motives in terms of wanting to create things that changes humanity uh, for its own sake. But artists, in order to make art, have to be recognized as artists. And that itself is a status that has to be achieved within the organization and the institution of the art world. And so that alone creates effects of the kind of art that people make, because you have to make art in response to previous artists to establish your own innovation and your own genius. That process doesn't necessarily mean that people are looking for normal social status in, in terms of money and wealth and, and respect from everyone, but it does shape the degree in which art moves forward and the kind of art that people make in succession of each other. So I think, I think that's one where status is a certain kind of status, what I call artist status, is very important for the creation of art, but it's slightly different than, than normal socioeconomic status. Uh, the other thing I would say is that you know companies like Hollywood Studios, big book publishers, they're all creating culture uh, for an economic reason. Uh, that may not be better than, than status, but they want to collect revenue from the creation of new culture. Where I believe that interacts with status is that what they tend to do is find hot things that are uh, very popular with high-status people. So if you take fashion or you take music, you look at what high-status people are consuming, you take whatever the innovation is, and then you more or less adapt it to the previous conventions of popular culture that you know can sell. And so there's a status influence on mass culture uh, in that they're looking at high-status and trying to shape it for uh, middle-status people because middle-status people tend to be less innovative and, and less risky in, in terms of getting interested in new art. But that process is, is not for the status, it's for the money, but they're still shaped uh, by the specific status needs of individual consumers. David W. Marks there on Status and Culture, and we'll have the second part of that conversation next time on Status File, uh, Culture File, I mean.